welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon by uh, the drummer for a pop punk band, uh, Bad Year. Um, they've got a new EP that came out last year. It's called Handshakes, but they've got more music on the way that will be out next month. And I'm excited yeah, to talk to him about his uh, passion stars stream while he does beat does. Thank you very much, Joey Jonas, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's an honor and a privilege. I really appreciate it. You bet, man. Um, you asked a while ago, didn't you, uh, to be yeah. on the show, I think. Did I? I probably did. Not, I'm not going to argue with you on that one, but. I thought, well, that's why, like, I thought he, I'm like, didn't he ask? Like, I definitely got to hit him up. Um, but Maybe I implied it. Maybe I was like, hey, I'll do one. <laughs> yeah, well. Whether you did or didn't, you're here now. So, right. uh, Joey, how are you doing today? What, what, what are you up to? Good. Um, staying busy. So, um, which is good for me, I think. Uh, I, I got a lot going on, like everyone does. But uh, so, I obviously got bad year going on right now. Um, a lot of stuff in the, in the process, in the work still. Um, I work full-time at Community Medical Services, and I'm also a full-time student uh, studying public health at UWM. So today was cool. I uh, got to do some really cool outreach stuff, which was uh, like my first real hands-on um, time doing that at Community Medical Services. So we, were, we were out there with um, Hunger Task Force today, with Salvation Army, with um, Street Angels, um, just a lot of people out there and um, it was like a food pantry drive-in which was actually really cool it was for the entire county which sometimes it's only for zip codes but um, it's really cool to uh, how all these kind of things are lining up um, so you know I, I'm passionate about mental health um, I'm passionate about recovery I'm passionate about music um, it seems like I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really cool to be doing the stuff I love. And uh, obviously it's just, you know, music is part of that, but like music is also everything, you know, in my life. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. So hey, it's great that you uh, get to uh, make time for all the things that you are interested in and that uh, you hold uh, dear. Um, and that can be, when you're when you're into a lot of things, it's it can be a blessing and a curse. Um, I definitely learned that in college too. Um, but you know, I think uh, it's it takes a powerful person to uh, make time for all of it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think one thing I'm you know starting to witness and learn more of is like hey, I got to take care of myself before I can, you know, help others or take care yeah. of them. So um, it's really important. And uh, obviously, like this whole pandemic thing is, has been really difficult on the, you know, the entire world. And uh, so, uh, especially Americans too, I feel like, because I feel like we're so used to being able to do, you know, having that freedom, uh, if you want to yeah. call it and uh, I feel like a lot of people, you know, have felt like their rights were taken away, et cetera. So, but it's, it's really important for me to, 
you know, have some self-care time um, focus while focusing on my priorities. So um, I already got a bath in today. I'm, I'm good to go. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Hey, I haven't taken a bath in. I took one a couple months ago, but that was my first bath in like probably like over 10 years. So baths are slept on for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, self-care is key, uh, especially like in such a bleak time, like you can't, you can't like set your expectations too high for yourself these days. Um, and it's yeah. getting, a, getting a little better <clears throat> now that um, the vaccines have been rolling out. Um, I'm fully vaxxed now, so um, I'm glad that that's over with, but it's still, uh, um, still going to be a little while before, you know, we can fully, uh, you know, reacclimate to bolt to real life. But, um, but yeah, uh, so Joey, what we talked about a Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so, uh, we've, um, I think this is our first time officially, like actually meeting and talking, but, um, we have so. been, yeah, we've been connected on social media for a while. Um, I knew of, I got wind of you through, um, bad year and, uh, from the music scene, uh, I write for breaking and entering. So, uh, it's important to know all the bands. Yeah. I think you guys covered, um, you guys did an article, I think the day our handshakes EP came out and you guys were, I think one of the first people to do like a news article about it. So that was really cool. And we're like, Oh, yeah. oh shit. Like, cool. Oh yeah. Of course. We appreciate that. And yeah, we love breaking and entering. I love it. So awesome. There. Appreciate that, man. Um, yeah. Um, that's what we're there for. So uh, before we talk about everything that you guys have going on now, uh, what we, where we typically start is, uh, so Joey, are you, where'd you grow up? Um, I grew up, uh, right. I grew up in Milwaukee. So right on the border of Tosa, um, but still in the Milwaukee city of Milwaukee, uh, okay. 49th and Blue Mound, um, you know, decent, uh, middle income neighborhood. So, uh, I went to St. Jude grade school, went to Pius High School, and uh, so now I'm at UWM too. I went to UWM as well. Um, as a journalism student though. Oh, cool, yep. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> um, doing the DIY route though. Absolutely. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, Joey, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, music in your life when you were younger. So um, what did you grow up listening to? What was kind of the role it played in your life? Um, music has been uh, super important to me for a long time. Um, my first real like introduction or a memory that stands out is like driving around in my dad's car, uh, listening to the Beach Boys. Um, he was really into that. Um, that kind of style and genre and, uh, some, uh, what else did I grow up listening to? My sister, who's like eight years older than me. So she, she was into like Nirvana and the Cranberries and REM and Green Day. So, um, first time, like I heard like Nirvana and Green Day, it was like, I was pretty sold on it. Um, and then I started to, I think maybe find myself or like 
how I felt like as a kid. Um, and then, uh, so I, I mean, I listened everything from Pink Floyd, David Bowie to the Kinks to, um, to jazz. I played in jazz ensemble in high school, um, which was awesome and so much fun and a learning process. Um, I took, started taking drum lessons, I think around 10 years old, 10, 11. And uh, so that was um, really eye-opening and um, also a huge learning process. So I took drum lessons for probably seventh grade until like uh, freshman year of college, um, my first time around. Uh, so uh, I had a really awesome drum instructor based out of Tosa. His name was John Ruka, amazing drummer. Um, one of the nicest guys I've ever met, most humble guys I've ever met, and uh, really a huge inspiration on me musically, like his work ethic, his, the, like the amount that this guy would play and practice every day freely, like was just insane. And uh, so he taught me everything about music, about drums, and uh, just was like huge. Like, I'm so grateful I got to learn and take lessons from him. Um, and, uh, what else? I, I, uh, you know, I started, I played, like, I did a couple, like, garage bands in grade, like, grade school and then high school. Um, I had, a a couple projects I was in. So, um, me and my buddy Johnny would play a lot of shows. Um, we used to play in Tosa all the time. We were in a band called The Status, and, uh, it was fun. It was like weird, like punk rock, I guess, like, but we were like 12. So like not really punk, <laughs> but it, uh, it was cool. It was really fun. And we just, and so I just played as hard as I could played, uh, you know, played the stuff we loved. Like we would cover like sticks and then the Ramones and then like, so very yeah. cool, very fun. And then, so that was kind of like me branching out and playing some shows and a lot of playing like punk shows in River West when we were like 13, 14, 15, yeah. totally underage, but you know, um, super cool stuff. And like to be introduced to that environment, we loved it. Um, so yeah, I played jazz band in high school. Um, reading music was always like a somewhat of a difficult thing for me to learn, especially jazz. Um, especially jazz music. It's a whole another linguistic of reading music and, uh, and learning how to actually play with like different types of instruments compared to, you know, guitar and bass. So it's like horns, brass, like, so basically like it was a lot of pressure. My, my drum and my uh, jazz ensemble teacher, uh, Jim Van Dusen at Pius was also super influential to me really hard on me um but i think in a good way in the long run so it taught me um all those things kind of taught me you know work ethic in the long term i didn't have it like at the time but uh it kind of was passed down and, and really uh ultimately inspired me um so yeah a lot of like 90s stuff a lot of 80s rock um but I, I love all sorts of music. I, I learned how to play Afro-Cuban to Latin, to jazz, to funk, to rock. 
So as a drummer, you kind of got to, as to be a, a decent drummer, um, you kind of got to learn all the trades. So you, it's, it's best for you to learn all different styles in order to be the best you can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because there's, I don't know if it, like, if this is an accurate uh, assumption, but it seems like drummers are a little harder to come by than like guitarists. Um, like they're just, that's why a lot of drummers play in a lot of bands, um, like a lot of different bands. Um, sure. And it's because like, for that reason, they have to be kind of, yeah, wear, be able to wear a lot of different hats and uh, um, be able to keep uh, many different uh, dimensions of rhythm. But uh, it's cool that, uh, you know, you obviously were inspired and began playing a lot of the stuff that you liked, but eventually would start branching out and uh, experimenting a little bit. Best way to do it. So tell me about uh, Bad Year. Tell me about the inception. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Mike and I played in a band about 10 years ago. So I met Mike um, about 10 years ago. We played in a couple projects together. And so a little over two years ago, or yeah, about two years ago, um, I reached out to him. We had a nice like romantic dinner. And I basically, we caught up because um, we hadn't talked to each other in a little while. And um, I was living out of state at the time. Um, and so I was just like visiting in town and I had always like, we had always meant to kind of catch up. And so um, I was like, yeah, dude, like let's play music sometime again, you know? And uh, so we, uh, I think it was the next night. It was uh, definitely the next night. I don't know about that same night, but the next night we were at uh somewhere and then we we were already like playing guitar together and you know just jamming um with two guitars um i had some ideas i had some lyrics i had you know some guitar parts i had he had some guitar stuff that he had um you know been saving and in the bank and we also like collaborated and did some improv stuff and so um and then we just kind of just started doing some demos and I was still living out of state for a few months, but I was planning on moving back. And uh, so we would like throw stuff back and forth and, you know, pretty, pretty bad demos because we're doing it ourselves. And um, I def it's not definitely not my forte. I, it's not something that I've yet to pick up, but um, I've done a little bit of experimenting with it. So um I think uh, one of the first like guitar parts we did was like the handshakes guitar riff. So I threw that at him, like the little um, guitar picking part. And then um, I had like a, you know, just like a notebook full of lyrics and I'm like, here, take that. Um, and so, and then he would write some lyrics. And so, yeah, we, we had handshakes, a really bad demo of it, but um, so it kind of just came to life and came to fruition. And then Mike started like, you know, mixing, mixing a little bit more. And um, I went into the studio, I think the month I moved back and did like five or six songs on drums. And then, uh, so that was like, no use blame. 
handshakes, street corner, and whatever the other one is uh, that I can't remember. Uh, another winter, and so uh, and so uh, we released I think four or five of those uh, last. February, we released Handshakes, and then I think the EP came out just, a, was it a year ago? Yeah, a year ago. Yeah. So, so yeah, I had all the drum parts done, and um, and so we had like a B-side, which was another song called In Insignificant, which used to be, uh, which used to be called Insign Insignificant, but um, we couldn't really finish the recording process for it, so we practically rewrote it on top of the drum parts that were already recorded and that became blackout mm -hmm. um which was our next single after handshakes yeah you so, guys shot that uh, video at the miramar right we did yeah um we did that yeah oh, yeah about a year ago um and christian siebert um did that video um and he did an awesome job. All like all we did was turn down the house lights. Um, everyone at the Miramar was super kind for letting us in there, especially during COVID. And we actually had our our record release show there for four one four day last year too. And so it just kind of all lined up because it was already on the same day. And we we're like, hey, like we'll do it, yeah. So um, so we live streamed that, and then uh, so it's been it's been really cool. Um, and so everyone's been like super accepting so far. Um, but yeah, all we did was turn the house lights down at the Miramar, got some like lights, like some bar lights and a smoke machine. Um, so it's pretty much one like, you know, one scene, but it, 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 it's pretty dynamic for, for what it is. And Christian uh, Siebert is actually doing our next video that's coming out next month. So cool. for our new single, so. Awesome. Um, we also had the, uh, a moment in time acoustic EP in between. Oh, yes. yes. And now, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, right on. Cool. Um, so, the band is, a, what is it, a couple years old at this point then? I think we're just about two years, give or take. Yeah. Since the inception of it. So, um, and it's been really cool. Um, like, I think a week or two after I think the single Handshakes was released or the EP, we got like nominated for the Whammy Awards, which we were like, it was like, it was like almost too quick. We're like, wait, what? Like there, yeah. this is a typo, <laughs> yeah. um, which was great, which is a total honor, um, totally cool. Um, we still don't know who did it, so. It <laughs> yeah, I got nominated for a Whammy as I saw as that. a fan. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's cool. I appreciate it. Whoever nominated me, but um, right. bad year. Uh, is that was is, is that a Green Day reference? Basically, um, yeah. Like that's how. So basically, we were trying to come up with like a good band name, uh, and it's hard to do that when you think into it too much, right? So, I think we had. Um, I think I. I had like three to five like pretty decent band names. So all I did was basically just ask a bunch of people in person and on social media. I was like, hey, what band name sounds the coolest? And people voted for Bad Years. So yeah, it's it's from the the Dookie record. Um 
and uh, it's from the cover of the Dookie record, and it sounds cool, and um, and it's also very fitting for the past year or so. So people are like, "Oh, is this like a coincidence? Like, did you guys do this like after the pandemic?" So you're like, "No, it's it's actually a coincidence." And yeah, yeah, no kidding. You want to know how I knew it was a Green Day reference? How? Not because I'm that big in the Green Day, but uh, my friend Kyle, um, who I've, he's one of my best friends from back home. I grew up in Illinois. Okay. He, he was in a band in Florida that was called Bad Year in, oh. I think, uh, like the Orlando area. Okay. Yep. And uh, that's how they got their name. They, I don't know if they're still a band, but they're a band like maybe like five or six years ago. But um, yeah, he was in that band. And then I found out that there's a bad year here. I was like, oh, I, at first I was confused. I was like, did Kyle's old band relocate to Milwaukee or something? But no, it's just a completely different band. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it, I mean, all the good band, band names are basically taken. There's a lot of great new ones. Don't get me wrong. But ultimately it was like we don't really freaking care like whatever but uh we are an llc too so and if anyone tries to steal our name after us we'll sue them no i'm just kidding (laughs) Um, so basically yeah it's so basically i think yeah it's it's whatever i don't know that's all past my pay grade (laughs) for sure for sure i get that um yeah okay so so was this like your first band in a while um no not really so basically um mike and i played in a band called the duis which was more like hardcore punk oh yeah Um, that was a long time ago um we were the two of the three first founding members of that band and so um and i think mike and i left there around like 2013 we left the band um, and then after that, I did just like a bunch of like kind of like, I guess, underground stuff. Um, and then most recently before Bad Year, I was playing in a band called um, Stuff Crust. Um, I was doing a lot of drum parts for, um, you know, underground kind of like, you know, River West punk rock bands and um, surf rock bands. Um, so Stuff Crust was um, kind of like more like Ramones meets Elvis. So um, that was cool. That was fun. Um, but nothing, uh, that's basically it. Nothing that's really stuck like Bad Here has. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, my my heart's always been in punk rock and it's a really good fit. And we're all friends before anything. So yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, it's dope. Um, I like that. Uh, in terms of um, your guys' songwriting process, like, how does it typically work? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so, it's changed a little bit over time. Um, so, okay, so for the next release, right? Next releases. So, um, last July or August, I went into the studio recorded 11 songs on drums in one day, which was brutal in July, like July or August. And you can't have the AC on when you're in a studio. Um, so shout out to Nick Rad, our producer and engineer uh, at uh, Mystery Room Mastering. 
Um, oh yeah. So yeah. They're great. Oh, it's a great place. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick Rad, we did it at Wire and Vice Studios, which he worked out of, but I think he's working basically from home now in a studio. Um, so uh, Nick Rad produced our first single black, our first single with Nick Rad was Blackout. So, um, and you could really tell the difference in quality, I think, from like, you know, us mixing it ourselves, DIY versus you know, a real professional like Nick, who's worked with everyone from Slayer to Melissa Etheridge. Um, <laughs> and so, um, so, so songwriting, basically, so we, I did 11 songs um, in one day on drums, which was brutal, like a, t a good, like 10 hours, I bet. Um, with, but it was so fun, I could do it all day. So basically, um, some of the songs were like my solo songs that like I've written on guitar. Some of the songs were just straight up bad year songs that we had been rehearsing. Um, a couple were Mike's songs and then a couple were Sean's. So, um, but we all basically um, rehearsed enough to the point of when I went in to do the drum parts, um, you know, we had the tempos down, we had um, everything ready to go so um so like a couple of the songs that we did uh drum parts to and um music so far like were my songs um there's a song called in my mind um and like there's um mike songs and sean songs so basically um it's also a collaborative thing so like when we go into the studio or when we go to band practice right I like to kind of do like some improv here and there. So um, when it comes down to like, okay, like I have this idea for a song, like I'll bring up an idea for a breakdown or like be like, hey, you should like do a key change here or, um, you know, there should be a guitar solo here, et cetera, um, or a break for, you know, just pot. Like one thing that I've learned as a musician is no sound is sometimes just as important as having sound or music in general. So like having those rests in those crescendos and buildups are really important and it makes the other parts of the song pop. So, yeah. um, you know, and being in a punk rock band or whatever, you know, you don't always, you don't always get that with a lot of, you know, some punk rock bands. So it's good to focus on those dynamics. Um, but, uh, I guess for, it really depends. I think for me personally, it's hard to come up with like a really good melody. Um, but if you give me like three or four chords, I can usually layer something on top of that, like a harmony or something, and then create like a, a main melody. Melody. So like Mike, for instance, he's really good at coming up with melodies. So um, like starting off. So um, we all kind of feed off each other. So it, it and it d does depend on the song. Um, and if something doesn't sound exactly right, we give feedback. I give constructive criticism and uh, shout out to my band for, you know, putting up with that. Um, I'm sure it can be frustrating sometimes because in a way I can be kind of a perfectionist and a conductor, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's 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 cool, and you know you gotta have patience and work with each other. And I think 
we all hear each other out for the best. Good. Yeah, it's great. And it's great. It's also really good to be, you know, very forward in particular with your bandmates. Um, and uh, sounds, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying before. You guys are friends first. So you can also trust each other. Yeah. Um, helps a lot. It pays off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that all being said, Joey, um, you want to tell me a little bit about, uh, yeah, what is uh, in store for next month? So you said you're working on a new song so, and a new video. So yeah, what's going on? Yes, the video is recorded. Um, we are in the final cut of our next single, which is called Killing Me. So it's awesome. It's it's It definitely has some um, Alkaline Trio, Green Day vibes, um, uh, more old school, I would say up to like American Idiot. Like the, you can you can hear some things in, in that song that sound like something off Nimrod and something off American Idiot by Green Day. But it's also got a very um, kind of rise against Alkaline Trio vibe. Um, mm -hmm. So the song is called Killing Me. We are just waiting on the final cut, hopefully by Friday. So uh, four weeks from this Friday, which will be towards the end of May. Um, we should have the music video and the single out. The it's already mastered. It sounds really cool and I'm super happy with it. I think it's one of the best songs on our, off our upcoming EP. Um, so we have a song called Killing Me. We have another song that's basically already done um, and ready to be mastered. Um, we are in the works of, and then we have, you know, we plan on releasing a couple singles and then releasing an EP, um, according to our, our manager who uh, we signed a minor deal with, who works with Vinny Ferrelio from Field by Ramen, co former owner of Field by Ramen and drummer of Less Than Jake up until 2018. So um, we're working with them right now and we got a really good thing going with them. Christian Siebert did our uh, the music video for Killing Me. It's, it looks really great. Um, it's about, you know, it, take it for what it is, but it, it's, it's a lot about um, mental illness, recovery. Um, it's got a very positive vibe to it, um, but also a dark vibe. So, um, so you'll be seeing Killing Me coming out in the end of, at the end of May early, early June at the very latest, I'm sure. Um, basically, it's already done. It's and the final cut isn't up to us, but it's it, it'll be fine. Uh, it'll be great. Um, and the video itself already looks really cool. The quality, Nick Rad produced it. Um, and uh, Mystery Room also mastered it. And so we got, we'll have another song, hopefully single by July. At the latest too and then we'll have an ep in late summer fall uh, oh. we'll be playing heat fest with gabe who i saw you had on here uh yes. we'll be at heat fest um as of right now that's the only that, that thing just looks like a boatload of fun that fest <laughs> it is yeah gabe's a good dude yeah yeah he's, he's too mungle mountain we saw at a show and they're really cool they're like really trippy like primus yeah. like slayer yeah, 
I covered uh, their last release on the site. Yeah, they're pretty nuts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, have you guys been able to do much during quarantine, just like show-wise? So um, we we played a couple like outdoor festivals last summer. Um, we did like one or two house shows that um, were fair, you know. Um, but we kind of laid back on the show thing, you know. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, records and singles and music, music products themselves are just as important as playing shows as shows are for music. So um, it's only like one part of the, you know, triangle. So um, yeah, we played a little bit here and there, but we were, a lot of them have been postponed. We're supposed to play Shank Hall, but it keep, you know, keeps getting postponed uh, with our friends of the Appalachians, but uh, which is fine. Um, but basically, I think we're like really focused on, you know, putting some really good quality stuff out and really like showing our potential. So um, we, what else? Yeah, I mean, we played, we did play in Red Wing, Minnesota last weekend. That's right. <laughs> um, so that was really cool at the Barrel House. And we are supposed to be on a lineup to play with Dillinger 4 out there late summer. So right. that's interesting. Um, and so, yeah, the owner wants us back. And so that'll be cool. And so, yeah, um, some shows here and there. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is, you know, man. Yeah, wicked. It's really hard to, like, set your expectations anywhere this past year. So it's like some bands might not even be bands anymore. And that's totally fine, you know. There's been people yeah. that have, you know, finding new ways to be creative and, great new things can come out of the ashes of the old things, so. Absolutely. I think, um, like, the drive-in shows are really cool. Like, that's become yeah. a pretty cool thing. Um, I went to one last fall. I'm actually going to one in a couple weeks, too, in Chicago, so that'll be fun. Cool. So, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's all we can do, really, sometimes, you yeah. know. Yeah. I got to see a couple outdoor shows last year, but that was really it um but this summer it's gonna be lit <laughs> it's gonna be real fun um yeah uh, my last question so um so mental health is a big issue for me too um you know i've definitely uh gone through my cycles if you will uh how do you feel like music and mental health are related um well for me music has always been a way for me to cope with like mental illness, um, whether it be depression or, or anxiety. Um, for like, like I said, it, like it just lines up, uh, like all the things I'm doing, you know, and I'm passionate about, I think music can sometimes be the best therapy. Uh, yeah. Whether it's just someone hearing a song, like, I mean, at least in my case, like if I listen to like some of my favorite bands, like I, you know, instantly feel better. I'll have like at least a sense of calmness, like, you know, I can breathe, um, but it's super important. And, um, you know, I feel like mixing the two is more than okay. Um, you know, and a lot of the songs I write are about, you know, mental health, mental illness, heartbreak, uh, you know, things like that and like recovery um so it's just like substance abuse 
um, and just the honesty too. Like I think honesty goes a long way. So um, there's a huge need for it. Like I think now more than ever. And you know, I I think, and it really depends. Like on my mood. Like if I, you know, I I I like enjoying, you know, the music that I feel in the moment. So I really feel that you know, what I need to hear at the moment, like I'll put on and uh, it's calming. It has that therapeutic effect. And uh, so I feel like it's kind of like a coping mechanism. It's it's a coping skill. It's like, hey, like I'm gonna listen to Bob Marley and just clean the house or like whatever, you know. Um, so uh, it's, and so I figured, uh, so we at Bad Year, we just, I don't know, we're huge advocates for it. Um, we've done a lot of great work with, you know, countless organizations and stuff. Yeah. And we're always down to collaborate and do stuff like that. So it's, it, it's cool. And it helps other people, you know. Yeah, dude. Right on. I fully support and, and admire that. Um, being, becoming just more of like a nerd for creativity and art in general um it's given me it has been so so therapeutic to pour into different kinds of music like in the last year and and also just try to like view the world from a more artistic lens um as i take things in take my surroundings in um you know like walks are a big thing for me in in that regard um, I think it's it's very important to, you know, really apply whatever you're dealing with mental health wise to your creative process because it becomes just one of the most cathartic but also sensible things you can do. That's why a lot of people make such energetic, cacophonous rock music. Absolutely, uh, it helps so much. Um, it is it is really useful to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Right on, man. Um, appreciate you being on the show. Uh, this is dope to get to know you and talk more, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate you having me, and it was really fun, and, you know, hopefully we'll do another one in the near to late future, you know. Certainly. With the whole band, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, maybe in person. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yep, one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, on our way out, Joey, uh, schedule on the same two things. First is uh what keeps you up at night racing thoughts um yeah racing thoughts <laughs> yeah that Coffee. keeps me up at night sometimes too that yeah oh yeah i have a hard time shutting my brain off sometimes most of the time i don't but when i do it's awful <laughs> i uh yeah i suffered with insomnia. i still you know somewhat suffer suffer with insomnia but um i've really made somehow physiologically I made a turnaround and um the last like five six months I've I've been able to sleep at night and it's been good. godsend oh yeah oh yeah um good good yeah. um what puts you to sleep <laughs> um it's a good question um Benadryl a bath Take the Benadryl after the bath, but um, yeah, you don't want to fall asleep in the bath. <laughs> um, I do my eleventh step at night, which is basically like an, a daily inventory, so I get some peace of mind. Like, hey, like, what could I do better tomorrow? 
Um, it's just kind of part of my recovery process as, you know, being in recovery um, from mental illness, from substance abuse. So that gives me, and it, it allows me to kind of let go of the day yeah. and then start fresh the next day. Um, but definitely um, baths help. And then taking a Benadryl, which used to never work for me, but now it does. So I'm running. Good. Good. We always had to have Benadryl in my house because all my uh, friends were allergic to my cats. Um, so I have Benadryl on deck, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, good. It's all good stuff, man. Uh, it sounds like you have a really good head on your shoulders with this kind of stuff. And uh, I'm, see, I'm quite a, I'm happy to have gotten to know you better. So we'll definitely be in touch for the future. Um, for everyone watching, I'll be tagging Bad Year. Uh, go stream uh, uh, their music, uh, Blackout, uh, their single from last summer in video, um, Handshakes, um, and then the, what was the EP you said that came out uh, prior? Or? A Moment in Time, the acoustic EP. Handshakes, Blackout, A Moment in Time, Killing Me is up on deck. So, I oh see. yeah, we got we got merch too. We got brands making new merch. Uh, so like some pretty rad hoodies, um, badyearmke.com. I don't know, they're pretty cool. Oh. And then uh, this guy, this this one. So, and we got- Oh, like, that's cool, yeah. We're just getting our whole merch store set up, which is actually gonna have a bunch of other stuff, but there's phone cases on there and kind of cool stuff, so. Oh. Um, but yeah, let's, let's definitely meet up in person soon at a show. Love to. That yeah, that would be great. Let um, me know. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. We will see you next time.